Support for Live in 225 is provided in part by the Griff Family Center for Organic Production and Research at Cal Poly. For more information or to support the center, please visit organic.calpoly.edu. That's organic.calpoly.edu for the Grimm Family Center for Organic Production and Research at Cal Poly. Support for Live in 225 is provided in part by AgCom Central. Visit AgCom Central on twitch.tv forward slash AgCom Central or on our website, agcomcentral.com, where you can follow our social media. That's twitch.tv forward slash A-G-C-O-M-M Central for AgCom Central. Support for Live in 225 is provided in part by the Department of Agricultural Education and Communication at Cal Poly. Visit aged.calpoly.edu to register for our programs or to show your support. That's aged.calpoly.edu for the Department of Agricultural Education and Communication at Cal Poly. Good morning, everyone. We sit here live in 225, and this is season one, episode two of our organic production podcast series. Um, and today we are going to be discussing the topic of organic fertilizer. Um, we are joined here today with CEO and founder of True Organic Products, Jake Evans, um, as well as Cal Poly's resident organic specialist, um, Dr. Matt Grishop, who also um, is in charge of the upcoming Cal Poly Organic Center. Also joining us on the panel today is um, Haley Evans, who is a student in our production class, and Dr. Mike, who is um, our professor for 225. Nice to be here again. In today's episode, we're going to be covering the story and history behind True Organics, um, the ingredients in organic fertilizer compared to conventional, um, just kind of exploring what organic fertilizer is all about and the impact that it can have on us as consumers, producers, um, the environment, and so much more. Um, so before we get going, we're, let, let's just take a, um, a moment to introduce ourselves and kind of our background with um, agriculture, ag comms, organic, anything like that. Hi, my name is Haley Evans. I'm a second year <laughs> ag comms major here at Cal Poly. Yeah. <laughs> and what's your experience with like ag comms and agriculture? Um, I have some background in agriculture. Um, my dad is the CEO of True Organic Products, so I feel like I have some knowledge about organic fertilizer and yeah. Very nice. All right, let's pass it off to Dr. Grishop. All right, thanks. So um, my name is Matt Grishop. I'm the founding director of the Grimm Family Center for Organic Production and Research here at Cal Poly. Um, it's a um, private-public partnership between the organic industry and Cal Poly to develop applied research solutions for the California organic industry and to train the next generation of organic leaders. Um, prior to coming to Cal Poly, I was the organic pest management specialist at Michigan State University for 14 years. Um, I've been working in ag research, education, and extension for somewhere over 20 years at this point. Whoa. Very cool. Dr. Mike? Hi, nice to be here again. Um, you know, I'm the AgComs professor at Cal Poly, um, and I'm, I'm just trying to give my students the best experience that they could possibly get with the support, of course, from the from Matt Grishop and, you know, the, the, Grimm, the Grimm Organic Center on campus. So 
thanks a lot for that. And I, I'm really interested in this discussion because the you know the pre-discussion is where all the action happens, and we tame it down for the panel. But um, I'm 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 really interested to get to get into this topic. It's going to be super exciting, Absolutely. and I can't wait to learn a lot. All right. Um, Mr. Evans, would you mind um, giving us a little bit of an introduction with your background um, in the agriculture industry and obviously um, your expertise in organics? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Jake Evans, founder CEO of True Organic Products. I've been in the working in organic agriculture for, gosh, about 23 years since I was started when I was 22. Um, or gosh, I'm getting old now. I guess that makes about 26 years. So, <laughs> so uh, in the organic fertilizer business that that whole time. Um, so, you know, started really small, and and now we we've uh, gotten to a point where we have a plant in uh, Helm, California, which is right almost dotted between Cal Poly and uh, probably Fresno, um, and then uh, right in the middle of San Joaquin Valley. We also have a facility in Boardman, Oregon, which services the Pacific Northwest. We uh, sell organic fertilizers to mainly specialty crop and when I say specialty crop, you know, crops of high value, non-corn and soy primarily um, crops throughout the Western United States. That's very exciting. Um, what, what kind of specialty crops do you supply fertilizer to most, would you say? Well, gosh, you know, that's a, that's a good question. It's a pretty broad spectrum. I mean, clearly uh, leafy greens are, are, you know, the, the, the largest item in the store when, when, everyone goes shopping but there's a lot you know with berries and, and uh cherries and a lot a lot of different crops are getting into organics um so it, we've got a pretty broad spectrum if, if the crops can afford to use the organic fertilizer we're we're uh we're looking to trying to find a way to build a program to bring them value yeah. Um, could you describe your um, your journey with um, your company and how did you really get into um, organic fertilizer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I started in the in the mid '90s, um, organics really uh, weren't even going. It was just the beginning. It was just the beginning of, of uh, companies such as Earthbound had a little farm stand in, in Carmel Valley. Driscolls was doing experimental crops. And um, I happened to have a friend who was in the fish business in, in Monterey. He, he had a family fish business and they needed to find somewhere to go with their fish waste. And so we, we um, right out of school, I was probably a year out of college uh, with a business degree and, and um, worked for a company that was grinding up fish and, and turning that into fertilizer uh, early on. And, um, you know, from that point forward, things have evolved quite a bit, but that was the, that was the start into getting into it. And soon after that, um, I started true, uh, which we were distributing fertilizer for a company that the plant I have now is a very small plant at the time. Um, and I was a, I was a distributor. I would buy those products and I built a lot of good relationships and, and sell those to, to an organic farming business that was starting to grow throughout the Salinas Valley. Primarily at that point, it was really produce and berries were the were the driver of, of the growth in organic in the late 90s. Um, and eventually I, I realized that I had to find a way to manufacture fertilizer my, myself and uh, sign my life away. Everything I had uh, took every dollar I had out of my house and uh, put on the line and, and got a small business loan from the government, bought this little plant in the middle of Helm and now uh and now we've been chugging along ever since. So it's it's a it was a great way to get rolling, and uh, very happy I did it. It was very stressful, um, but it's been a, it's been a very good journey. 
Yeah, that is really an incredible story, an incredible journey. Um, how, how big would you say, you, you said you have um, a plant in Helm and then one in the Fresno area and then one up in the Pacific Northwest. So that's, that's, that's a pretty big range. Yeah, actually, the office in Fresno, Helm is about gotcha. 40 minutes ago, and then the Pacific Northwest, yeah. So, you know, we're uh, um, centrally located in California. California clearly having the most certified organic acres in the nation. Um, uh, so that that plant is able to really service the acres in California, and then we're looking to definitely expand uh, with a smaller plant in the Pacific Northwest. That's a growing region for organics, um, as well as uh, doing a little bit of business in uh, Mexico as well. Whoa, cool. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mr. Jake, I, I have a question for you. Um, what is what is the impact of, of organic fertilizer uh, on on agricultural production? And I, I mean, you could go as far as you want with that. But, you know, I, I know through information that I got from Matt, and I'm still learning. So just forgive me if I sound ignorant here. But I know there are environmental impacts, there are water impacts and, and, and uh, biodiversity impacts. What, what would you say are the impacts or the most important impacts uh, of organic fertilizer uh, on the agricultural industry? In our world, what, what I see is it's, it's very exciting for us to bring products that are produced um, you know, locally as far as waste products and, and provide those, in a lot of cases, provide those um, into farmers that are using them rather than, you know, taking chemical fertilizers being shipped over all over the seas, all over the world, all those, all that chemical fertilizers coming here. And then it, you know, so there's a, a major impact just on, on using primarily um, byproducts of, of a lot of different industries and providing great fertilizer. But, but I, I really believe that the key to organics is, is feeding the soil and not the plant. Right. So, so taking what's exciting uh, about, organic fertilizers to this point, there's a lot of different products uh, trying to crack into the space. But, but what I've always been impressed with, and this is the foundations of organic is, is soil health. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of our products, primarily all of our products are, are feeding the soil, not the plant. Um, chemical fertilizers feed, feed the plant. Uh, our, our products, primarily protein-based, are feeding the soil with carbon, a very heavy carbon load. Um, the soil microbes have to break that down and make those available to the to the plant, and I, I don't. Dr. Matt knows far more about this than I do, but I, I've just seen the benefits of soil health on side by side fields that are growing um, conventionally compared to organically, and and it does it's not overnight, but when you get that soil in the right place with the microbes and the health and the health of that soil and the health of that plant, watching it how it can actually uh, resist disease resist pest pressure because the soil and the plant are so healthy. Um, that I believe is, is just an incredible impact that I, I think we're learning more about each and every day. I've been in this business, like I said, 20 something years. Um, and I still think that's a, there's a ton of learning that has to happen in that space. Um, so, so th that would be the two that I'd see Dr. Mike is, is, uh, those are major things that we see every day that are pretty incredible. Um, to see, to see, um, farming change back from a conventional mindset to see that change organic, what that means for the planet, the environment, the health of the soil, the health of the folks eating those, those, uh, those crops that are produced. I mean, that, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Thanks so much for your response. Yeah. Dr. Krishup, would you like to um, add any insight yeah, into that? So I think you know, those are 
absolutely, you know, major benefits of an organic soil fertility program. And, you know, what I'd add to that is from an environmental ethos as well, um, you know, something that we're, we're relearning to some extent, but um, I think, you know, getting a deeper knowledge of is when we move towards a more biologically based soil nutrition program, and, and I mean, this extends beyond soil nutrition throughout the entire, you know, a really well-functioning organic farm, is, you know, we're, we're developing additional soil carbon. We're getting more carbon into the soil. And, I mean, carbon's really a wonderful element. I mean, I think about it like a sponge. And so when you get more soil organic matter, which is, you know, largely carbon in the soils, you, you know, t typically improve things like water infiltration rates. So, you know, the recent, you know, massive atmospheric rivers we had in northern and central California caused a lot of problems in, say, the Salinas Valley, one of our big vegetable production areas. And, you know, our ground that's under good organic management, you know, the cover crops come into this as well, but, you know, the, the organic fertilizers are at the base of this. They're able to absorb soils rather than have, I'm sorry, absorb water rather than having water pool up on the surface and lead to more, you know, surface erosion, which, of course, further degrades soil quality. Um, but the benefits don't stop there. I mean, when we when we use an organic soil fertility program and we can build that carbon into the soil, we also can, you know, reduce nutrient runoff. And so, you know, in the Salinas Valley in Santa Maria, these are these are really big issues. We want to get, you know, we want to try to keep um, nitrogen and nitrate um, out of our out of our groundwater because that has, you know, serious health implications for the people who rely on that for drinking water. And so keeping carbon in the soil and moving towards a more biologically based nutrient management program, you can, you know, I, I really think the data is pointing towards we can use a lot less nitrogen. We don't need to put as much nitrogen on the ground because we have um, the carbon and the living aspects of the soil constantly cycling nutrients rather than just sort of a, a flush of what we, you know, in the business called mineralized uh, nutrients, so nitrate, ammonium, et cetera. I mean, those, those are great, you know, if, if, you know, the plants feed on that and, and they're great, um, you know, in the short term, but in the long term, you know, most of those fertilizer inputs just end up in our groundwater or, or they off gas into the atmosphere. And so, you know, that really is, is not efficient, you know, from an economic standpoint, but from an environmental standpoint, there's all the sort of downstream problems that result from that. So I think that's incredibly, you know, the, the transition to organic nutrient management is just incredibly beneficial or has the potential to be incredibly beneficial for all of us everywhere, regardless of, you know, whether you're farming or you live downstream from a farm. Um, you talked a little bit about um, the atmospheric side of things, and I just um, wanted to ask because I'm, I'm curious about um, the carbon cycle and how organic fertilizer with its excess of carbon that goes into the soil, how does that um, impact the carbon cycle? Well, I mean, what it really, what it really comes down to is, um, so, you know, all life on Earth is carbon-based. Mm -hmm. You know, carbon's this sort of miracle molecule that's at the, at the basis of, of all life, which, I, I, and it's kind of mind-blowing, just that basic fact if you stop to think about it. Um, so if we look at the carbon cycle um, from more of a global perspective right now, one thing that humans have been incredibly good at is releasing carbon into the atmosphere. And, and we've done that <laughs> through a variety of ways. I would say that, you know, probably at, at the base of it is really burning of fossil fuels. And, but just the burning of fossil fuels. So, you know, those fossil fuels are all old plants. 
Um, so, you know, th these are old plants that either got folded under, under the ground through, you know, tectonic action, you know, this is all, you know, naturally way before humans were around, or it's old plant roots. And so, the, you know, these have been fixed into the soil and into coal and natural gas and, and uh, oil. Um, and over time, that's interacted with our climate, of course. Um, the earth, you know, all the carbon that we've been releasing back into the atmosphere, either through fossil fuel burning or by um, suboptimal soil management that results in, results in a reduction of soil organic matter and therefore carbon held in the soil. Um, all that carbon was up in the atmosphere at various times in our, our epoch. I mean, right, right now, uh, we're at 420 parts per million carbon, um, the last data I saw. And if we look at old, you know, geologic records, the last time we were at 420 parts per million carbon was probably between 2.5 and 4 million years ago, which is a long time before humans existed, frankly. Um, so I think it's really important that we look at ways that we can lock carbon back into our soils. Um, mm -hmm. Personally, I don't think that's going to mitigate climate change. Ultimately, we have to stop burning fossil fuels. Um, we have to figure out how to get off fossil fuels, and that, that's not a small issue at all. Um, I'm not trying to minimize it. Um, but anything we can do to draw carbon down out of the atmosphere into the soils is great. And, you know, photosynthesis requires carbon dioxide, um, and plants will put some of their biomass underground, and that leads into that um, decay cycle eventually that sort of is the basis of an organic soil or a biological um, soil nutrition program. I don't know if I'm answering your question yeah. very effectively. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, <laughs> so there's two ways that an organic system, that in an organic system, that we get carbon into soils. Um, one way is through actually putting it in there through organic fertilizer products, and the the carbon to nitrogen ratios in like a true organic product or other organic pelletized fertilizers is is fairly high. Um, we can also um, cover crop and or we can try to leave more crop residues on the soil to allow those sort of more natural biological processes through decay cycles to get that carbon locked up in soil microbes and fungi and things like that in the soil. Um, but it's, it's, it's a really complicated, nuanced process. I mean, um, when we um, continuously crop and we don't put carbon back in the soils, um, the carbon stocks that are in the soils break down and they're released in ultimately usually as carbon dioxide through um, the metabolisms of the microorganisms and things that are, are functioning in, in these decay cycles that are at the basis of it. Um, so figuring out how to, um, I mean, that's always going to happen. These microbes all, you know, breathe, kind of like we do. They, they metabolize, so they take in oxygen, they release carbon dioxide. But figuring out ways to sort of shift the balance to where there's more carbon going into the system than coming out of it is, is really critical. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, there's a climate change perspective of that, but, you know, we've known for a very long time that, you know, increases in soil organic matter leads to higher quality crops. It leads to less nutrient runoff. It leads to better water holding capacity. It leads to better water infiltration. And it just kind of makes, you know, the plants just do better. You know, it, you know carbon is what plants crave, maybe, um, which is a, a dated joke. Exactly. I yep. think that the idea of agriculture as a carbon sink is really important, which is kind of yep. what you were talking about, having um, more carbon being absorbed right. and then instead of being outputted. So I think that um, as agriculturalists, we can stay hopeful. Um, and new innovations, um, especially yeah. like organic fertilizer. 
Um, so I wanted to ask Mr. Evans, um, what would you say is the impact of organic fertilizer um, for producers, like from a pr from a production standpoint? Um, could you just give a little bit of insight into um, the benefits of using organic fertilizer from for producing? As as a farmer, I mean, mm -hmm. as a, a producing a crop, yeah. I mean, I I think you know there's a lot of benefits as far as. Uh, improving their soil health, improving their organic soil matter, improving their carbon levels, the, what the doctor spoke of. Um, and, you know, I think those those benefits with hopefully is, is providing and, and growing an organic crop that can bring um, more value to that farmer in their crop. And in, in their, you know, at the end of the, for them, right? I mean, organic fertilizers, farm organic is more expensive than conventional in most cases. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's been guys that have been able to do it at the same cost. I think that's very unique, but I mean, um, an organic fertilizer program per acre is, is especially starting off because, you know, and what we've seen is, is the more farmers use it, the better the soil gets, the less they have to put out. It's, 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 you know, it's very, it's very long run. It's that, very long that, run. You're not going to fix things overnight. And that's mm -hmm. that's tough when, when folks are running a business in which uh, they've got to invest in the success of their organic program. And, and mm -hmm. that market and that market um, um, value, it fluctuates. Right. Um, yeah. There's peaks and there's valleys and, and it, it's 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 not the easiest business. It's not that organic farmers by any manner are not um, investing in their crop and their ground. And uh, it's automatic that they'll make more than they do on their conventional plot um and in fact the first three years of of their transition to become an organic farmer if it was a conventional farm if it had been farmed before three years they have to farm and, and have that expense and then sell those crops as conventional or decide to leave the land fallow um during the transition period to get certified organic crops off that ground so so the benefits of growing organic there's I think a tremendous amount of benefits is fact as far as what it means to their folks growing uh, the products over time, the value those will produce off the, off the ranch. Um, it's just an investment into the health of their land and their soil and, and maintain that's going to be a very productive soil for years to come. And I, and, you know, I'm sure I know a lot of great organic farmers are, are happy about being able to farm organic, what that means for their, for their employees and, and employees, families and, and everybody in the whole process. So I think ton of benefits, but you know, it, it we, we've got to make these these great farmers, organic farmers, successful because um, it's a big investment. It's a big investment, and in it and it really takes um, it takes the uh, a strength and an expertise into growing organic to uh, be successful as well. It, you know, like um, as we started, when I was talking to the doctor there. The the, yeah, the we're still finding so much stuff out. I've been in the business twenty years, and, and <laughs> I'm really excited to see what Matt's finding out. You know what I mean? And and uh, and, and to grow organic, it's not just a custom, here's how you do it. You know, and a lot of conventional practices put out this many units this time, you're going to go a crop under these circumstances and you're going to pretty good chance. You're going to have a pretty consistent yield, hit it with these type of fungicide sprays and all that organic is, is a, it's a innovative field. Um, and it's, it's, we have some of the best growers in the world that, that we work with. And th these folks are so innovative and I, and I've said it a lot. Um, in other areas, but that's why it's so important to protect our, our organic seal to ensure they're getting the value and their innovation is there and the rewards there for them to continue to, to um, want to expand their organic program. Yeah. Those are great points. And I mean, I, I really 
a lot of what you said, I think, just really resonates. And, you know, one of the things that I'm hoping that folks who listen to this podcast series um, come to, you know, just get a maybe a taste of is that I, I loved your what you talked about there is almost like, a you know, a recipe or prescriptive practice. I mean, that's really working in conventional and organic ag over the years. That's something I've definitely seen is that conventional agriculture is much more prescriptive. And I mean, I'm, I, you know, I don't tell people how to farm. That's not my business. Um, but organics is much more, it, it just becomes much more local based. I mean, you, you really have to get to know your system and really think through, you know, what grows well here, what doesn't grow here, what are my challenges, what are my problems, what are my opportunities? And, um, you know, that, that's one thing I've always really, the organic, the really successful organic growers I've worked with are always incredibly creative innovative people like you said because you have to be because you, you really have to you have to pay attention you have to think you have to prevent problems before they occur um, and you've got to be thinking about this sort of dual bottom line where how do I build my soil while maintaining profitability whereas in a conventional mindset it's really more about maintaining profitability and again I mean I'm not I'm not trying to be judgmental about that it's just a different sort of uh, <laughs> paradigm or philosophy towards food production but I, I hope that folks listening to this podcast really understand that, that, you know, when you're growing on a piece of ground, you can only, you know, plants can only photosynthesize so much. They can only fix so much carbon. And as a grower, you kind of get to decide where that goes. And in an organic mentality or organic, you know, philosophy, the idea is I want to continue feeding my soil. So that means that some of the productivity on that ground is always being reinvested back into that system. But the wonderful thing is what we've learned is if you can build up to certain levels, suddenly, um, you know, that system starts to kind of pay dividends, if you will. You know, you've got, you know, more efficient nutrient cycling. You've got, you can hold on to water. And, and that's where we see, like, yields start to level out and, and do better. So I, I love what you just said there, Jake. I mean, it was, it was just awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I wanted to transition into um, a video that we have um, that just kind of goes over um, True Organic and um, their mission and kind of what they stand for. Um, and, uh, and I think... Before you introduce that, I mm -hmm. just, I, I want to say this is the ag comms part of it because, um, you know, a lot of my students have to produce videos like this that we're about to see. So uh, when we come back, I'll ask about like uh, the ag comms message that we can take away from this so that I could share with my students to see what the industry wants. Uh, production, do we have it? All right, let's see it. I believe what sets us apart here at True is we're a passionate group of individuals that is every day motivated to providing the best fertilizers for our clients day in and day out. True Organic is the worldwide leader in diverse and innovative production of organic fertilizers. A family-owned business who respectfully treats their growers' land as if it were their own. True is passionately dedicated to manufacturing the highest quality, safest, and easiest to handle organic fertilizers, developed exclusively to help you grow your business. Knowing that farming is, a, is an art that is it's mother nature dependent, we've got to be there for our customers and have the largest amount of product on hand when they need it. And we've got to be able to grow with the growing marketplace. And, and that's what's exciting about this facility is, is we've built this to, to have huge volumes of raw material, huge volumes of finished products, and also be able to provide the next day service regardless of weather circumstances. True is committed to providing excellent customer service with sales offices scattered throughout the Western United States and Mexico. If for some reason we end up being, being short fertilizer, we can call them and 
possibly the same day, if, if not the next day, fertilizers at our doorstep. True's commitment to product safety is evident by their on-site, full-time product safety staff. It's important for us to understand each stage of the process. Uh, we'll test incoming material, we'll test the product uh, in process, and we'll also test outgoing. We want to make sure that we understand nitrogen, we want to understand our moisture contents, the overall quality of, of both the liquid and the dry fertilizer. We want to ensure that it's pathogen free. Going through a full tour of the plant, uh, they have convinced me, they've proven to me that uh, doing their own checking, their own analysis, their own uh, protocol, they keep the product clean. And uh, I have had no issues in six plus years, I have had no problems with the product head and shoulders above everybody else as far as their commitment to food safety, which is very important to us. These fertilizers are designed to function in diverse geographic and environmental conditions. True takes pride in manufacturing organic fertilizers proven to build and strengthen their growers' soil with every application. We put the product out and the trees utilize it and we'll do petiole samples from the trees and, uh, and leaf samples they come back the trees are sufficiently supplied with nutrient that uh, we're getting from the true product. I believe in them because, because they do a good job. They have a strong leadership team and, and they're out to do the right thing. We're always looking to be innovative. We're not only looking for new inputs to use, but also the different kinds of, of uh, equipment and technology to be able to keep us on the cutting edge to be able to service our customers. We are out every day looking for the best ingredients to make the best fertilizers to give you the best results. And, uh, and I think that really sets us apart. True Organic Products, the worldwide leader in organic fertilizer. Really, really positive message, Jake. And uh, was that you like yesterday or how long ago was this video produced? I appreciate you saying that was yesterday. I was just thinking how much younger I looked. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that was uh, produced, gosh, it must have been five to seven years ago. Five to seven years ago. So my question is, we talked a lot about the, 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 the impacts of the organic industry um, of organic fertilizer and I want to know what messaging should I, you know, prompt my students with when we're thinking about agricultural communications with organic fertilizer, because um, uh, we did an experiment maybe one week or two weeks ago when we went out, did some man on the street interviews, and we recognized that not a lot of people know about what's going on with the organic industry. So from your perspective, what kind of messaging should we be thinking about when we're talking about organic fertilizer specifically? Gosh, that's a great question. Um, and there, you can go so many different ways with that. And it's something we, you know, Dr. Mike, it's something we talk about a lot in our company. I, I don't believe we really struggle internally with spreading the message about organic. Um, we, we really do. That video there, to be honest with you, I mean, that video was a, it took, as crazy as it sounds to, for us, we talked about doing a video like that for like three or four years and to do it, it was like a five-year dream to get just that 10 minute video done, right? <laughs> Which you'd think it's a no brainer, but it's just, it's not with the amount of companies you have to talk to. And, you know, trying to do things within a reasonable budget. And we end up finding a guy um, 
that it was a, that films for NFL games, you know, who did a great job in Fresno. I don't want to lose track to your question, but, and that, that video is primarily just customer focused. You know, we, we that's not something we advertise to the masses and, and, yeah. I, and our industry, I really believe our industry fertilizer being part of it, but the organic industry in general has got to tell a better story of how conventional foods produced and how organic foods produced and what that means to, to the health of the, of the climate, the world and, and the people. And I know we try, and I think it's hard because a lot of, a lot of companies sell conventional organic and you know, I'm not here to conventional food is, is needed. Uh, it has its place. Gotta, yeah. You know I mean? It has its place, it has its place. Right. Um, and there's a need for it. And if, and if the consumer wants that, great, great. Uh, um, but you know, there's so much good being done and there's so, as we've talked about today, it's so hard and, and things are happening. Um, that we do, we need to have a better job message to folks. And, and, you know, I, I and um, I wish I had a better answer for you, but I, you know, as, as a whole, we talk about it a lot and I, I don't really have the best answer on that. I'm telling the story because, you oh, know, no. you know, I, I, but I, but I wish, I wish we could do well, a better job and that's, I'm excited to see what you guys are working on. I think that the great thing about um, this whole podcast journey in this series and us all here as ag communicators is that we can step in and provide um, that education and kind of like bridging that gap between um, producer knowledge of organic and consumer knowledge of organic and kind of just merge those together um, and really just create um, the most informed um, consumer base that we can because that's the most important thing that's 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 the that's the end-all be-all for our goal here as ag communicators can I can I add to that of course um, and so that's kind of my job as, you know, the professor here. I'm, I'm trying to show my students that what we're doing here isn't like, it's not a made up degree. It's it's communication wrapped in the agricultural industry. And, and you know, there are specific messaging, specific techniques, specific communication practices that you have to use if you want to get your messages out there. And so this is one of the, I, I mean, again, really grateful for Matt for supporting this uh, this, this venture with us. Um, because this is one of the methods that we're going to going to be continuously using over the next few years to see if we could penetrate the organic industry, uh, the the consumer uh, messaging part of of the industry, and and so I want to pass it over to Haley because H- Haley hasn't said anything all podcast. So uh, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask Haley, like, what did you learn from like interacting with your dad and and his company? Yeah, I feel like I definitely learned some character characteristics of how to like be a good leader and communicator after seeing my dad and like going to his company parties and seeing him communicate and give the message to the employees. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, I, I think um, the reason I asked you that is I just want to supplement what you're learning from your dad. And so we could parametize like how we reach because uh, you're one of my students. And for all of my students, I want us to be able to effectively reach our target audience. Matt, do you have anything to add to that? Well, I mean, not to make it bigger, but, you know, one of the amazing successes of, uh, you, you know, the American experience over the last century has been the development of incredibly affordable food systems that are amazingly labor efficient. I mean, if you look at it, you know, the last census data I saw, 1.6% of the population um, identifies as farmers. And the vast majority of those farmers are folks who have other jobs to support their farming addiction. Um, And and I I fell under that category for a number of years. 
But you know, it's a very small percentage of our population that is directly involved in the organization, sort of at the farmer level of, of our ground, or even the farm worker level. And, and a lot of the farm labor we have is actually you know, from other countries and migratory. And, and so you know, the, the, this poses, to me, this is the grand paradox of agriculture, is that on the other side of the food system with the consumers, everybody eats. I mean, we're, you know, one of the one of the little memes I see out there is, you know, we're nine meals from anarchy, like nine missed meals from anarchy, right? We, you gotta, everyone's gotta eat. But we've disconnected ourselves from agriculture, and you know, and there are a variety of reasons why that happened. But to me, that's the big cha the big challenge is, and, and organics, I think, give us a really great opportunity to to get at that larger issue, which is we need eaters and consumers to understand agriculture. Um, you, you know, they don't need to know how to farm necessarily, but I really feel like if we're gonna move towards better systems, um, we need the consumers and eaters to understand, you know, that it's a complex, amazing process. The amount of science and knowledge and artistry that goes into all forms of agriculture is just amazing. And organics, I think, are great because it's, it's, it's sort of all that on steroids. I mean, you really, you've got to be on point to be a successful organic farmer. Um, and so that's, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm very passionate about agricultural communications and talking with folks outside our immediate ag communities because ultimately, whether folks realize or not, they are part of the community. I mean, we wouldn't have farms if there weren't people to feed. And there wouldn't be people to feed without farms. Uh, um, but it just seems like we've, we've in, in getting so efficient, we've kind of created this um, communication disconnect. And so, you know, I, I don't think it's something we're going to be able to fix overnight. But given you know our avail availability, our ability to get messages out so quickly now and through so many formats, I think we can do something about it. So I'm I'm really excited about it and. I'm really excited to work with folks like True Organic and other folks in the organic industry who are really passionate about getting the message out. Um, and I'm really excited to work with you know these wonderful students here at Cal Poly and, and Dr. Mike who are really committing themselves to this style of messaging. And I don't know if I answered the question. Well. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I'm seeing future collaborations with True Organic. I see my uh, host is ready for us to wrap up. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Just real quick. And I, I you know, I 100% agree with, with Matt and, and Dr. Mike, what you guys are doing. I mean, I, I for the students to know, we need communication in agriculture. Yeah. And, I, and, I'm, and I don't have the answers. I, I talk to my team all the time. How do we get the message out? How do we get the message about well, not what True's doing individually trying to sell a product? How do, how do we get with what we're doing? Right. And I think I, I think we got to be careful that um, everyone goes to the grocery store and thinks that food just appears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we just had that pandemic, and, and you couldn't find toilet paper, but I guess you what? Everybody had a meal every single – nobody was starving in the United States, right? Uh, and, and I feel like nobody talked about that a whole lot. That that, that mm -hmm. was a grocery store – you know, we I mean, the grocery store workers are great and all that, but that food, it just kept showing up. Like, like there's just like it's just it's in the store. It's just it just appears. That <laughs> magic. That's not, that's not the case. It, it just doesn't. We're not flipping a switch and and mangoes are falling out of the sky. <laughs> you know. <what> I'm <laughs> so so uh, anyways, it, what you guys are doing is super exciting, and we need young professionals to figure out how to help us because I need help as as a business owner. We need help. Our industry needs help. We need help as an industry to talk about what we're doing, um, and we need folks like you to develop the talent. And, and to help us 
I, I am 100% behind, behind what you all are doing. And we need more of what you're doing. Believe me, it's not easy to find good ag marketers, good communicators. This this is not easy to find. It took, like I said, it took me five years to make that video. That That's embarrassing. But it, <laughs> we kind of tried, right? So uh, you guys can make that video in two seconds with YouTube and everything else. But it's just, this is not pick up the phone and make this great video, you know, and then and to get it out. But really to take a video and get it out to the masses. Uh, what you guys are doing is super point, important. There's a need for it. Um, and, and I just can't thank you enough. It's been a pleasure being on the podcast. And, and uh, thank you all. Thank, thank you, you all. so thank much, you, Mr. Evans. Thank you for your time. Of course. Um, just wrapping up, I just want to say thank you to um, everybody that has been on the panel. Um, I think that this discussion was really insightful for um, not only me, because I did not know a whole lot about organic fertilizer before today, um, but just it's been very hopeful in, in terms of the future um, of organic production and how we can bridge that gap as we were just talking about as agricultural communicators. I think that um, the discussion that we had was um, really hopeful for the future. Um, and I just wanted to um, thank you again, Mr. Evans, um, for coming out and um, just giving your insight and your journey. Um, it's been super, super cool. Um, and the rest of the panelists, um, Haley, Dr. Grishup, thank you again um, for helping make this all happen. Um, and Dr. Mike, again, super cool. <laughs> he, he's helping us um, with this, this whole production. It's been really great. Um, but again, just thank you all and thank you to the production team as well um, for everything that you guys are doing behind the scenes. Um, this could not be possible without you guys. Uh -huh. um, but just wrapping up, um, thank you all for tuning in. And this has been our time on Live in 225. Wow, fantastic. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Evans. Yeah, thank you. Live in 225 is a production of the AGC 225 class at Cal Poly Call, Digital Communications and Agriculture. Program funding was provided by the California Certified Organic Farmers Foundation and the Transition to Organic Partnership Program. Our director for season one was Bella Anushian. Our host was Natalie Victorine. The executive producer, creator, and co-editor for the show was Moses Mike. Matt Grayshop was our co-producer. Our guest for this episode was Jake Evans. The student panelist was Haley Evans. Our audio technician was Melissa Frago, who was also our managing editor. The video switching director was Cole Stevens. Our vocal talent was Jared Mandrell. Background music by LVY Music from Pixabay. Intro and outro music by Alex Grohl from Pixabay. Thanks for joining us.